Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. did watch, and I'm like you and a lot of people, two hours, 28 minutes, sign me up for that all yeah. day long. I get home from television studio. It's like, they're already in the fifth inning? Get out of here. What I know. is this? It's great. It, it's really, it, it would make me, if, if every baseball game was two hours and 28 minutes, I oh. would be as passionate baseball fan at 35 as I was at 13. Exactly. Uh, when I didn't have other responsibilities in my life, it was like the only thing going on was sports. Um, so it really was about Clayton Kershaw last night. The couple of storylines that you had were the heat because it was the warmest World Series game that we've ever had and if that was going to impact the game or not. And, and Clayton Kershaw, because even in game five of the NLCS, it was like, well, Kershaw pitched, but the offense was so damn good, and they mm-hmm. pulled him out early because they wanted to save him for the World Series because they knew they were going to win. So was that really that Kershaw moment that you needed to see to wipe away some of these bad postseason performances? And there's also this discussion point that keeps coming up where Kershaw hasn't been that bad in the playoffs. There's been a few here or there. But the problem is his standard is so high. Right. I mean, this is why people criticize him. It's not like his postseason numbers are the worst we've ever seen. It's just that comparable to his regular seasons, yeah. he's where he's been the most dominant pitcher we've seen for stretches, it's not as good. So people needed to see this from him because guess where they saw it? They saw it from Madison Bumgarner a couple times. They've seen it from pitchers over the history of baseball that have carried it over in one World Series that have been as good as him. And right now, well, he's well on his way after last night. And and it's similar to Barry Bonds back when he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They'd get to the postseason every season, and he would do nothing. He'd tear up the regular season. When you're one of the elite players in the regular season, like Barry was way back then, like Kershaw is now, okay, what does that mean – as far as the postseason, can you be dominant in that space? And he hasn't shown up with that dominance uh, once they've they've uh, gotten to the uh, the postseason. So that's why everyone's been so critical of him. And even in the ball game you just mentioned, Game Five, he gave up a couple home runs in that one. And and last night was the Kershaw we've seen throughout his time in the, in in Major League Baseball during the regular season. He was pinpoint precision. Uh, may have gotten a call here or there. Who doesn't? From time to time, you just hope it's not going against your team. But uh, the, the guy was—he uh, was on point. And, and 83 pitches—that's it. So you know, uh, if it comes to that, you're going to see him again. Uh, and, and that was going to happen regardless, you know, if he pitched 100 pitches. But uh, this guy, 83 pitches, seven innings, 83 pitches—that lets you know uh, his game was tight. Yeah, and this Astros offense that we talk so much about—and yes, they are unbelievable and have been unbelievable at times this season. But if you look at the ALCS and now last night, you've got one, two, three, four, five counting last night where they've scored two runs or less. 
So, I mean, that's five games at the ALCS and now the World Series where they have been shut down and not everybody's been Clayton Kershaw on the mound. So, I mean, really, if, if the Astros don't win the World Series, it's going to be the inconsistency of their offense more than anything else. And here comes Justin Verlander tonight to try to put them in a, a situation to go back to Houston where you feel like they can rake a little bit more there than they have on the road because they were totally shut down at Yankee Stadium in the ALCS. Well, Tanaka, he he, he pitched a well of a ball game, not only in L or ALDS, but also versus the Astros in, in game two. And uh, CC had him here in Yankee Stadium. Uh, and, 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 you know, even the first couple of ball games in the ALCS there at, at Houston, only two runs were scored. So, uh, yeah, uh, we, we heard it since the beginning of time that good pitching beats good hitting, and these pitchers have stepped up in the postseason. Now they broke out in game six and posted a number of runs, and then four, unfortunately, uh, there in, in, in game seven versus the Yankees. Uh, but good pitching is always going to come up. We talk about uh, defense. Defense wins championships, and we're talking football, and it's the same here in, in baseball with the pitching. And where the Dodgers are getting their offense from is is just truly amazing. <laughs> and we, we've talked about these guys before, especially Justin Turner and and his story. But Chris Taylor and Justin Turner carrying this team offensively. And Dave Roberts talked about this after the game and said that we think it's really important to have scrap heap guys, for lack of a better term, you know, on, on this team. I mean, that's that because it just provides it's not the guys aren't making a whole bunch of money. These guys haven't uh, gone into that contract year and then made the money or won a World Series. I mean, these guys, it's like their whole lives have been battles in yeah. baseball. Just everything. Are you good enough? Are you going to be able to cut it in the majors? Are you going to be able to continue to cut it in the majors? Are you going to be able to stay healthy? Like all these questions, nothing's been handed to them. And, and you look at, at who they are and what they're doing here. And that mentality that they've carried yeah. through their entire career is paying off. Yeah, it's a different path for a lot of people. The journey is is different for everyone on that roster, there's some guys who have been studs since day one, and the game may come easier to them. And then you have those other ones. You know, look at that that, that uh, Astros uh, roster, Evan Gaddis, and that story, man, it's amazing. Being here, stuck in New York, trying to get back to Texas, and he just gets m- peddling money from folks and finds his way back to Texas, and the, now he's hitting home runs in the uh, ALCS. And and the same with these guys for the Dodgers. You always need all types, all kinds, to bring a team together collectively and get you to a championship. There are always those players that are on the periphery and, and they don't get a lot of the, the ink and, and they're just ancillary guys, but yet they mean so much in that clubhouse. They come through for you in big moments uh, as Taylor did last night, as Turner's been doing. So uh, you need all types to win a championship. I think in baseball, and I don't know if the numbers will back this up, but I feel like in baseball there's more stories like that of vagabond to hero type guys in any of the other pro team sports that we talk about excuse me there's obviously some undrafted free agents in football uh, that be end up being stars guys who are drafted later in rounds and end up right. being stars but i feel like in baseball like these stories of the hero of, from Justin Turner, who was a non-roster invitee yeah. to spring training and now might be their most important player in that lineup, is 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 remarkable. That stuff doesn't. It certainly doesn't happen in the NBA. That stuff no. never happens uh, in football. A little bit in, in hockey. You know, I I don't. 
know the rosters enough to be able to comment on how many t- the times the, the, that happens. The but. guy that makes you crawl into the fetal position, Louis Soho. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you just, and we just saw how lighter on the TV, too. You got to bring <laughs> that up. You really got to bring open the wounds from 17 years ago. Hey, can you call the Salt Institute? Uh, I need a, a, a bag of salt real quick. I mean, that there were more Pour hops. It in there. There were more hops on that ground ball. <laughs> than there are at the uh, Budweiser distillery. I mean, there was just, I've never felt worse. I Don't Don't well, go there. Don't go there. I didn't mean for you to go back down. Second, well, probably second. Well, you know what it was? I knew they were going to lose the World Series at that oh, point. Look at you. And I'm talking about the subway. Well, they were down three games to one so I, and against yeah. the dynasty. So I knew at that point it was going to, I just didn't want it to happen because I was there. I didn't want it to happen at Shea Stadium and those knuckleheads to to celebrate on that field in that game. I just wanted them to go back mm-hmm. to Yankee Stadium. It didn't happen, but whatever. That's my own horrible history we don't need to go into with sports. <laughs> so if you're a Dodgers fan today, hopefully it'll end better for you um, after getting off to that uh, 1-0 lead in the series. And the numbers bear out that the Dodgers are in the driver's seat because those who win game one – uh, have a pretty good chance of moving on. 67.3% chance of winning the World Series now after winning Game 1 for the Dodgers. And and at this point, I mean, not that you want to take anything away from the Astros, but what the Dodgers have done so far in the postseason, they really have, I mean, they've just been steamrolled. Right. Have they really been stressed? Yeah. Eh. No. No? So we'll see. I mean, you know where they could be. And this is why... You see a game like this, you know the Dodgers are capable of being hot and staying hot, and Kershaw is great, and, and they're they're doing all the things that they've done. But it very easily can turn, very easily, especially with the Astros, because they've got right. Verlander, yeah. who has been amazing going tonight. And then you go back to Houston where it's just, you know, all bets are off there. They're just a better team right. there. And then you have Rich Hill going for the Dodgers, and I'm going to I'm gonna be laser-focused on this matchup because I don't know if he has the, the requisite stuff to get this lineup out. I'm just not – they're such a good hitting team, and, yeah, we just chronicled how they've struggled on the road, and, and they really didn't score that many runs uh, at home in the first two of the ALCS versus the Yankees, but – uh, this lineup is is unrelenting, and and then Rich Hill he comes in with that soft stuff, and and we'll see if he can and you know CC wasn't a flamethrower either, and he's not like he used to be, but uh, he could still get it up ninety two ninety three, and 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 Rich Hill he'll be lucky if he can hit ninety, I believe. You know what's funny is you know, Chris Taylor, who I'm seeing interviewed on one of the TV screens here in the studio, and Mikey B puts us on the rundown. It's, you know, back when I was younger and, like, a guy would make an amount of money that was less than the other players, you know, I would I would say, like, man, this guy's only making $500,000. Mm-hmm. But then when you're an adult, <laughs> you go, you don't say that anymore. No. You don't go, like, this guy's <laughs> only making 500 Like, I know it's all in relative terms. I understand because there's guys that are making millions upon millions. But it's, it's just you, like. You say, I'll take it. Yeah, right. Like $500,000 to go play in the World Series. Yes. Like, ah, that's so bad. I'll, maybe, I'll do it. Maybe I should phrase it this way. He's making $500,000. The Dodgers payroll is $230 million. Yeah, okay. There you go. 
That's, see, that sounds a little bit better. But when it's like this guy's only making $500,000 to go and right. play in the World Series. And, and a guy they're paying a lot of money to is not even there. He's on vacation. Right. The, I could believe that story last yeah, night. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Gonzalez, I know. Yeah. I know. I like, what? Why wouldn't you want to be there with the team? Now, Adrian Gonzalez uh, was on the DL for the first time in his 11-year career starting in May. Comes off, goes back on. It, then his last at bat. Uh, in September, he hits a home run, aggravates his back again, and so I'm gonna take the family on vacation. Really, you don't want to hang out with us? And I know the, the players are saying the right thing, but I would want him there, and I right. would want to be there. And it's not like on vacation somewhere close. I mean, no. he's in Europe. No, like, he's he not is, down in Palm Springs. I mean, he is out of the country. <laughs> he is as far removed as yeah. he possibly can be. I don't know. I I thought about this a lot because my initial reaction was what yours was, which was. I mean, you even though you're hurt, you were on this team. I mean, you played in September. It's not like right. you got hurt and then in April and we're out for the entire year and nobody's seen you. So, I mean, you were around. And these guys like you. You see some of these quotes. I text them every day. Justin Turner said, I wonder what he's thinking, what he's doing. Yeah. We wish he was here. Right. So, uh, that was my initial thought was it's just odd. But then I'm thinking this guy's played for a long, long time, right? He's made a lot of money. He can't contribute really at all. On the, I mean, he maybe you want to tell me that his influence in the dugout is going to help them win a game? Probably not. You know, it's a nice thought, but probably not. And he's probably thinking, you know, <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to relax, and I could do it right now. They're fine no, without me. No, no, They're no. Fine you without have gone me. on this journey with them, and I know when you're when you're hurt and you don't feel like you're really an uh, integral part of the of the squad. But still, uh, you, you those those guys in that dugout, they want you there. You should be there. And as you just stated, you weren't away from the team the majority of the season. You had in a bat on September the twenty sixth, so you're part of this thing. Why not be there and enjoy this moment? And, and, and you never know. Maybe your last chance to get to the World Series, even though you're not getting at bats, you're not yeah. on the, the postseason roster. You still want to be there. It's frustrating, though, right? Well, he, yeah, he, it's he, frustrating. He it's doesn't to sit there. I would want to be there. I would think. Yeah, right. Well, maybe you would. Maybe I would. But he doesn't. He doesn't want to be there. I'd rather spend some time with the family. I've been with you guys for I don't know how many months. Ah, I want to be, be with the family. You can be with the family in a week. Right, but he chose for a week. But he chose to be with them now, and it's oh. all maybe he's such a competitor that this is going to drive him so mad to sit in the dugout and not be able to play that the best thing for him and his life was to be away from it. You can't argue that. I mean, what if he just said, "I can't do this. I'm so much of a competitor. This is going to drive me crazy. Well, I can't sit here." Well, you don't you have, but not that. not unless the team tells you you have to. <laughs> I mean, if the team's okay with it, if, they, you know, if Dave Roberts is okay with it, if he goes to management and they're okay with it, well, why not? Go, man. <laughs> Enjoy your family. You never know. Each day is a gift, right? That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, the World Series is a hell of a gift that you've earned. He didn't earn anything. Yes, he, he was did. Hurt. <laughs> He's, his kids. I want to be there. Daddy, come on, Daddy. <laughs> Let's, let's go, go to Europe. Let's go to Europe. How do the kids get to go to Europe? It's school time. I've already won. Hold on, your kids. We're young, really young. <laughs> let's go to Istanbul. Kids on the quarter system too. <laughs> no, the quarter system's even started out there. When, we, when I was at UCLA, we're on the quarter system. A lot of schools, uh, universities out there, quarter system. You don't start school till end of September. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
Now, for me, but it was the always... bad thing about it, you don't get out of school. Everyone's out of school, you know, in May, and you're still in school till June. Yeah, that that's the frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'd prefer to be out as soon as possible. Yep. All right, if you want to talk about the World Series, lines are open for you, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Plenty more to come this morning. we got Dan O'Dowd, who is a bogus buddy because they work together on TV and the MLB Network, a former general manager in Major League Baseball. And Will Brinson is back to do an NFL interview with us coming up at 7.40 Eastern Time. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. And he's now working in the studio, not at the park, but in the studio for the Dodgers pre- and post-stuff at Sportsnet LA. So he's still not with the team, but has returned from vacation. He's not in Europe during this. He tweeted out a picture of him and the rest of the very stereotypical looking LA TV guys, you know, they all have that same, that same look. And, uh, he's doing that. And he said, I guess he didn't want to be a distraction. How are you a distraction? Yeah. So Kenley Jansen said he's going to support us. He doesn't want to be a distraction. That's awesome. That shows you what kind of character he has. (laughs) Okay. Well, they know him best, of course. But I don't see how that's a distraction. Here's a guy that you lean on. He's one of the leaders in that clubhouse. Uh, why wouldn't you want him around? How the hell is he a distraction? And he's faced Verlander more than anyone in that clubhouse. So how is that a distraction? See, I liked it better when he was on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> him doing TV work right. now kind of annoys me. Yeah. Because it's like you're doing work. You might as well just be in the right. dugout yes. now. If you want to go on vacation, get away from it. Like, I made a case for him then. But now I'm like, just, all right, now yeah. go to the dugout. <laughs> all right? But whatever. It's not going to – I don't think his presence there – or in the studio, or in Europe, is going to have any impact on the World Series. It's just a different type of story. MLB expert Andrew Bogish is here. What's going on, man? My boy Danny's coming on today. It's exciting. Dan O'Dowd, yeah. Yeah, he told me yesterday. Oh, did he? <laughs> no. I was going to say, you guys are texting. Uh-huh. Lunch. We had lunch face-to-face. So if you could rank the people that you work with that day from nicest to jerk, would you go Pena first or Dan O'Dowd first? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. Uh, I think Dan's probably slightly slightly nicer, but slightly the two nicer. of them were gr- all three of them are great. I know where you're going with this. All three it was of- just the host that was a problem, right? No, he. In fact, I meant to tell you this yesterday because you thought he introduced me rudely. I, I didn't think. I knew. I watched it. He wrote. I wrote everybody a thank you email the other day, and his response was the nicest and most extensive of the group. Did he give you criticism, constructive criticism in that email? No, he actually. Uh, yes, constructive. Yes, he mentioned things that see. I that he thought I did well. Exactly. Well, hmm. but, and he said we'll definitely see you again soon. Oh, so he didn't give you like advice, like you should have done this differently. No, he okay. said he appreciated what I brought to the table. Aha! Mm. You weren't yes. just along for the ride. Yeah, I didn't like that. I still don't like that. The along for the ride thing was so condescending. Did you mm-hmm. go back and watch that? No, no, never. That was very condescending to me. <laughs> it's okay. I can fight this battle. You can't. I can. <laughs> you, so. you certainly can because it's only you fighting it. <laughs> so, okay, so you would rank uh, O'Dowd 1, Pena 2, and that dude 3. In, in terms of niceness, yes. Right. But Pena is my new favorite former athlete that I kind of know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he surpassed Tiki Howe? 
Yeah. yeah immediately. <laughs> immediately. As my, as you, he was also the subject of my, the first question from my mom afterwards. Not really? how was, did you have a good time? Did they invite you back? She asked me about his cheekbones. <laughs> so apparently my mom thinks Carlos is attractive. Uh-huh. And he's a good-looking dude. Like, yeah, I don't blame her. I mean, I wish she would have ordered her questions better. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have to do any interviews after the game last night? Your phone was blowing up over the people uh, wanted to get no, your take on it. I did pregame. People were respective, uh, respectful oh. of my schedule, knowing that I had to get up early for this. So I did pregame stuff, preview stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A couple of radio stations did a little radio tour for CBS Sports uh, Radio like Brian sat- does for college football. I did a satellite tour. I went back to Secaucus. They put me in front of a camera, and I was all around the country. <laughs> did you do the Adrian <laughs> Gonzalez pregame show? <laughs> were you on there? Or were yes. You with the family. Uh, all right, Bogus, uh, give us the uh, details on what happened last yeah, night. Yeah, your update's brought to you by Cremo Shaving Cream. Beards have needs. Cremo Beard Products care for your beard no matter the length. Try Cremo Beard Products available at Walmart and Target. First, it was the game-ending three-run homer in Game 2 of the NLCS. Now the tie-breaking shot in the sixth in Game 1 of the World Series. Here's a 1-2. He stays put. And a fly ball to left field. It's deep. Back at the wall. And it's gone! A two-run home run! Marwin Gonzalez runs out of room. Turner runs around the bases, and the Dodgers take a 3-1 to lead. Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio. Justin Turner taking Dallas Keuchel deep after striking out and fouling out his first two times up. My first two at-bats, I, I was swinging a, a little bit bigger bat, a 34-and-a-half, and, a half, and uh, I got beat in a couple times, and... Uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to go and switch back to my 33-and-a-half that I normally use, a little smaller bat. Mm-hmm. And Good thing I did because uh, I didn't get beat in the third time. How about that? A half Lighter ounce bat. making yeah. a difference. Uh, three won the final over the Astros because Clayton Kershaw, Katie, 11 over 7, and Brandon Morrow and Kenley Jansen pitched perfect innings of relief. Game 1 took just 2 hours and 28 minutes, the shortest World Series game since 1992. The Astro franchise now winless in five World Series games. Game two of this series tonight in L.A., Justin Verlander and Rich Hill on the mound. The Philadelphia 76ers now trying to break Markel Fultz. The rookie guard is playing with one shoulder, according to his agent, which is why Fultz is shooting nine for 27 from the floor, six of 10 from the line so far. Fultz had fluid drain from that shoulder before the regular season started and will soon see a specialist. There's reportedly no plan for keeping him out of games in Philly. On the court last night, LeBron started at point guard and had 13 assists with 34 points and a 119-112 decision over the Bulls. LeBron can play anywhere. T. Lou. Puts him. If coach slides me to the one, I know every set. Uh, if he slides me to the five, I know the five. I know the four, I know the three, I know the two. I know every single uh, play in every single position. So it, it, it makes the job a lot easier for me. Well, he told us a long time ago he has a high basketball IQ. I have a huge basketball yeah. IQ. Huge. Makes I you know agree. it, too. Make yeah. sure that you know it. That's right, damn it. And he can count. <laughs> That's it. And, I, and everybody knows this, right. right? But it's just when he says it a lot, it just doesn't always come off the greatest. I'm the best player in the world. Mm. Uh, Dwayne Wade along for the ride last night, 11 points in his first game. <laughs> As a reserve, the Clippers beat the Jazz 102-84. Portland topping New Orleans 103-90 through the Blazers have won 17 straight home openers, extending their own NBA record. The Celtics over the Knicks 110-89, and the Magic got by the Nets 125-121. A career-high 41 points from Aaron Gordon. The Seahawks have signed 37-year-old pass rusher Dwight Freeney with Clavaver on injured reserve and Michael Bennett battling a foot injury 
And the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Blackhawks last night 4-2, extending the best start ever by an expansion team to 7-1. and Boys? So, Brian, you're rubbing off on all of us, and hang for a second, Pogish, but and not in a good way. So, <laughs> well, so <laughs> okay. yesterday we have Charlie Blackman in studio yeah. of the Colorado Rockets, mm-hmm. and you ask a question to him, but setting up the question, you talk about your friend, Darren Erstad. Yes. And Bogish tweeted out afterwards, he's like, man, you really worked hard for that name drop. Yeah. Of Darren yeah, Erstad. set up the question. He was like, I know Darren Erstad and his wife. How about that Clay, that Kershaw curveball? <laughs> so you really, it was I like. I did set it up. I <laughs> no, said, I'm no, upset with you. No bearing. I said, I'm upset with you. You <laughs> you just broke a record that of my That has friends. nothing to do with it. But the point was, <laughs> we were thinking, wow, this is another one of these things that's in Brian's head that we just found out about mm-hmm. after working with him for three years. Another one of these things that he has been keeping from us, and then all of a right. sudden he blurts it out. We're like, man, that's unbelievable that you're friends with Darren Erstad. How random is that? Well, here's the problem. We all knew this already at one point yeah. because <laughs> Darren Erstad was on the show. Mm-hmm. I interviewed him. Mike booked him. Bogus probably didn't listen to it, but he was around. Pete was in there making sure that the levels were okay and probably hating on the interview. <laughs> you know, I mean, all this stuff happened and yeah. none of us remembered. And, and I even said before we went back on air, I said, I've got a bone to pick with you, Charlie Blackman. We All three of us were sitting here and I said, I'll save it for when we get back on the air. And then when I set it up, probably stumbled through it. I said, hey, uh, you broke my buddy's record. And, and I, 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 when we were done, I even said, I said, yeah, his wife, Jessica, sent me a text. And I'm looking at the text message now from September the 29th, Darren's. Lead-off batter, RBI record just broken. And, uh, and and Darren is the most unassuming cat there is. They were the Big Ten champs a year ago, and they, want, they were on to recognize he and the baseball team this football season. He didn't want to do that. Here's a cat that won a national title there with the football team as the punter, and he didn't want to be recognized for that. So, Bogus, I apologize for bringing up his name to the guy who broke his record. <laughs> Damn. You don't have to apologize for that. The bigger issue to me is the fact that <laughs> That we are now you, where things oh, happen. Yeah. We, things happen to us, and we don't remember them happening. I mean, this is not a good thing because we would sit here and go back and pull audio of you and make fun of you for not being able to remember anything. This is on all of us, right? But at least we're accepting it. That's Brian true. Would go, I didn't say that. That yeah. didn't happen, <laughs> right? Well, shut up, Mikey B. That is true. You're right well, about that. So you're not. Completely me. The transformation yeah. hasn't really taken hold, right? We have a website? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not my fault. Oh, man, it's scary. You know what's really scary? And this probably happens to you all the time when we play this audio. Is when you don't remember something that you did, and because of the nature of what we do, everything's on tape and recorded. Yeah. And you hear yourself doing something that you don't remember doing. Like, it's not like a, a film of you as a five-year-old, like, playing t-ball, where you're like, I don't remember that. We're talking about a couple years ago yeah. as an adult doing the same show. Yep. I don't remember it. I, Mikey B was playing me a clip of me introducing Darren Erstad. I don't remember a damn thing about this. This is <laughs> not forgot. good. I mean, it was two years ago. But still, I don't remember a single thing about that. I mean, I thought to myself when I heard that Darren Erstad name come out of Brian's mouth, I'm like, that's the first time I thought of Darren Erstad in about a decade. <laughs> This is what I thought to myself. I interviewed him. Uh, 
welcome, prepped for the interview. I talked to him. I yep. asked him questions. Mm-hmm. Is this you have it, Pete? Darren Erstad, long-time big leaguer, now the head baseball coach at Nebraska. Darren, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Doing fantastic, guys. My man, he goes all the way back to the California Angels. They yeah. weren't even Anaheim yet. That's how old Darren is. I'm just playing, Darren. Hey, BJ, come on now. <laughs> I don't remember a thing about you. Anybody remember this? Still young. That's all right. That's I, I didn't recall it either. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> and Anybody I else? set it up. Didn't Mike Reed give you the number? No, no. I went through uh, oh, okay. Nebraska. All right. Well, I didn't recall either. You remembered this? How did, how did well, this happen? Well, I, I looked him up today because I was just curious to read more about him. And then when it said... Uh, coach of Nebraska, it clicked in my head that I emailed them, <laughs> put Darren Erstad's name in my email. Oh, then boy. it came up, and I saw the exchange, and I went, we had him on the show two mm-hmm. years ago. Then I look at my phone. The guy's number's in my phone. Yeah, we're, we're all yeah I, I was looking for that we're text all from Jessica, and I saw something. Well, contact this guy to get Darren on the show, yada, yada, yada. Oh, so. my goodness. Yeah. Scary, man. Mm-hmm. This is scary. Now you feel my pain? What else did we do that we forgot? You now could, I'm freaking out. Uh, now I'm having a panic attack. That's all right. What the, else happened on this show? The authorities will inform you of what else you did <laughs> that you don't recall. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of getting guests on the show, remember uh, Day Day from yesterday? Day Day. Yeah, Day Foreman. Day. Yeah. Derek Foreman, yep. the father of Deontay Foreman and uh, Armonte Foreman, who yes. is still a Texas Longhorn, mm-hmm. tweeting out a bunch of Why stuff y'all about tripping with my son, basically, and Tom Herman stinks, and he makes too much money, and Charlie Strong is the man, and and you guys are wrong about this and all this stuff. So Mikey B reaches out to Day Day, and Day Day wants to come on the show. Day Day's all about coming on yeah. the show, and Day Day was booked. We had booked Day Day, much like Darren Erstad two mm-hmm. years ago, and then Day Day backed out, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Yeah, called me about an hour later, said he felt uncomfortable going on a national show <laughs> with this sort of topic. Local, but, yes, but local, national, yes, national, no. no. But he said if it can, if this uh, continues with his son versus Baylor, he'll be he'll be on next week. <laughs> ah, so, so I think if, he needs a little more evidence. If Ar- Armandi doesn't get any run this weekend versus the Bears, uh, he's coming on full blast, right? And he also said that other uh, parents of the players have talked to him about this and are in agreement with some of their kids. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, of course. Ah, I mean, well, I'm just telling I mean you that happens across the country, but okay. not everybody. Well, 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 and by the way, does, does he know that Twitter's <laughs> national? <laughs> does he understand that? I mean, because this got covered by Bleacher Report and other yeah. places. They put it out there. It's a website. Anybody can see it. He doesn't want to come on here and say anything? No. And we're only national by definition. Yeah, that's what I tried to tell him. <laughs> what do you mean by definition? I mean, like Darren Erstad listens, your mother-in-law, sometimes Mrs. Biseglia. No, she's a consistent, she's a P1, Dr. Biseglia. She is. Mm. (laughs) At least from what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know anymore. You want some more of this? (laughs) Remember that? No, never mind. (laughs) Welcome to my world. I mean, this is the part of you that I got. Yes. You couldn't get something else. (laughs) All the other things that you possess. And we didn't even get any of the spoils of being a football player and having our head destroyed. I know. Right, exactly. Yeah, how did this happen to you? I didn't sack Boomer on Christmas Eve. (laughs) I didn't get recruiting trips out of this. I mean, there's no trade. What's the positive trade-off? Like, all kidding aside, this is alarming to me. Who knew it was contagious? This happened happened the other day, too, where you know how Facebook has a memories come up? Yeah. So there was a a memory of an interview I did in the Steelers locker room with a guy that I'd never heard of. 
but somehow I interviewed him. But that's why you don't remember it. Steelers offensive lineman Jonathan Scott? Apparently, I stood there and UT, inter- hook him horns. Okay, you know, he, he does exist then. <laughs> but, I mean, I apparently did that. No, no, yeah. no, that's forgettable. I guess. <laughs> because he's Jonathan Scott. I mean, oh, let's, shut up. No, no, no. I mean, Come on, Day-Day. Get him, Day-Day. If it was, you know, Big Ben or Martavis, right. you'd remember. I, I do remember. Right. I do yeah. remember the Troy Polamalu and the James Harrison and right. Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Those interviews I do remember. And he probably you're said right. nothing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're probably. Hook him. You're well, probably thanks, right. Jonathan. You know, Troy Polamalu, like he before you interview him, like he, he had to have like a personal conversation with you before the interview. Really? How are you doing? Oh, good, Troy. Is everything okay at home and with your job? Like, every, no matter who, like he'd have to do this before the interview. He'd have to check on you. Wow, that's how that's the type of cool. dude he was. And then he go knock you out on the football. <laughs> I, well, field. that was what was crazy about yeah. it, right? I know. And then he was an animal. Yeah. <laughs> But he was, oh, good, man. You look well today. You look happy. Then he morphed into this beast. I know. That was amazing. All right. Uh, Coming up next, we will uh, talk some NBA. The Sixers getting ahead of themselves just a little bit. Wow. Coming right back. This is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The Philadelphia 76ers and their fans have been waiting a long time to have a team. Mm-hmm. It's been trust the process. It's been waived. It's been draft picks. It's been bottoming out. It's been tanking in their own way. It's Sam Hinkie. Now it's the Colangelos. So they got to this year, and everybody's healthy as they dealt with a ton of injuries. And Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and these guys don't play. And they end up going up to get Markel Fultz with the number one overall pick this past year. And he's not healthy. He's dealing with a shoulder problem. (laughs) And he's getting cortisone (laughs) shots. And they're still putting him out there. And apparently his shoulder is, like, not good. Like, he shouldn't be doing this. He can't raise his arm up above his head. But yet he's playing. I don't don't, Now, I'm not familiar with hoops, I don't think. Uh, But you need to raise it above your head to shoot the ball, right? Uh, yeah, and then he's getting a cortisone shot to numb the pain, and he's probably making it worse. Which would I, I, we're sitting here like we're orthopedic surgeons when we're not, but it just doesn't make any sense well, to me. I had a few of those shots, so I think we can speak on it. Yeah, but I mean, I just really it makes no sense to me. But the reason that I think the Sixers are doing this is they're just tired of waiting. Like they're tired of waiting for an injured guy. Another guy to be ready, or the—I mean, this is the year that it was supposed to be happening, and now that they had this all together, and their their fans are fired up, and the players are fired up, and then Fultz is hurt, they're just like, go out there and play with it. We're sick of this. We're sick of having everybody here but one guy. So that's why I think this is going on, right? Well, they they have experience, unfortunately, for the Sixers. They have experience uh, with injured players. MB, you know, they're they're they're. Treating him with kid gloves. I, I, is he still limited? And I know they didn't want him playing in back-to-back games. Yeah, they're giving and, him a minute's and, limit. You, and Simmons, Ben Simmons, your first-round pick, was out the entire season a year ago. So why now are you forcing folks to go out there and play with this injury? And the guy is averaging about two points a game. He's pulling up from about nine feet is at the at the furthest from the back uh, basket or farthest from the basket. And 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 so he's clearly hurt. Uh, so why force him to be out there? The shots are not going to cure the problem. Figure out what the hell is going on. 
and, and additionally, why didn't you know about this before the season started? Or did you know, and you chosen not to do anything about it? Yeah. It's it, amazing to me. Apparently, he's having fluid drained from his shoulder constantly. And then everybody's asking because they didn't really know how bad the shoulder was. They were like, why is he changing his shooting form now that he's gotten to yeah. the NBA? Well, because it hurts. That's why. Well, sit him. Figure out what's going on. Now, his agent said he misspoke. Oh, they drained it. No, I meant to say they, they gave him cortisone shots. So they don't know what the hell's going on. Sit him. Yeah. Get him right. Well, Woj said both, that they drained yeah. it and they've given yeah. him cortisone shots. So. It's, it's confusing. I, I I don't know. And you, you were okay with sitting Ben Simmons a full right. year. You were okay with Joel Embiid sitting out for basically a – he sat out a full year and then almost half the year last year. Yeah. And you're telling me you can't give this guy a couple of weeks to make sure his shoulder is right? I mean, it's like exercise the patience that you had. It's okay. It's like I know you're here now and you got Simmons and Embiid healthy and you're excited, but pipe down a little bit. The guy can't raise his arm above his head. That tells you something seriously is amiss in that shoulder. Figure it out. Sit him. The Lonzo ball against the world stuff <laughs> is going to start getting old quick oh, because well, every it. single week it's something else. Yeah. Right, and it's all the catalyst behind it is LeVar Ball. So LeVar Ball said after the um, the performance against the Clippers and all that stuff that was going on and Patrick Beverly and whatever, he said LeVar Ball's message to the Wizards, they better beware because Lonzo ain't losing again, not in the same week. So, Marcin Gortat of the Wizards, he likes to go on Twitter. <laughs> and he tweeted out, man, please, John Wall will torture him for 48 minutes. So then everybody brought that to the Lakers players, and Brandon Ingram's upset about it, and then Lonzo apparently was upset about it. So oh. here go. Oh. Just go out there and play. It's NBA yes. regular season. You guys aren't going to be doing anything anyway. Right. You're not making the Lakers are lucky if they make the playoffs. The Wizards would be lucky if they get to the conference final. And he's not going to shut up. He is not going to shut up. But shut up and get your son killed out there. Yeah. Why do you keep doing this? Why can't you see the bigger picture? You keep providing fuel, ammunition, all this motivation for the opposing team. If you love your son like you say you love him, don't you want to protect his ass? Yeah. Well, shut up. Well, Lonzo's been able to back it up up until now he's in the NBA. So, I mean, he was able to do it in college. He was able to do it in high school. Didn't matter with LeVar. Well, it's a different on. story now. In college, high school, college, you can't go after the kid like these grown men can now go after him. Right. So uh, just be quiet and sit there and enjoy. You've done your job. You've gotten him to this point. Why can't you just be quiet? Sit down. Be humble. Yeah, if Lonzo can overcome this and become oh, an all-star man. player with everybody out to get him like he's the Warriors. I mean, really, when he comes to town now, it's like the championship team yeah. coming to town because they want to beat him that badly. So, just unbelievable. And the, <laughs> the Knicks are, are being the Knicks once again. So, they're terrible, right? I mean, they, they, they lost to the Celtics <laughs> last night in a game that I don't even know if you can call it a game. It was more of just like a an embarrassment. How did Frenchie do? The French cat. What's his uh, name? Frank, uh, Frankie Nalikana. Yeah, Nalikana. I'd have to go back and look. I wasn't paying too much attention to the Knicks last oh. night. I got to be honest. That's uh, true. Yeah, he didn't play at all. Didn't even get in the oh. game. Frankie Nalikana didn't oh. even get in the okay. game. Okay. So <laughs> I think he was injured. 
Oh, is he? Is he yeah, hurt? I saw a, a halftime interview with him in a suit. Oh, okay. Uh, but I didn't watch the well, let's game. hope that he's injured. He wasn't a healthy scratch already. I mean, that would be terrible. You throw him out there. You got no players. Um, so anyway, uh, the, <laughs> the Knicks. So Tim Hardaway Jr. said, we're all out there running like we don't know what's going on. It can't happen. And then Courtney Lee said that some <laughs> players don't know the plays and they need to pay attention more in practice. <laughs> they don't know the plays. So, like, you're going to be bad no matter what. Oh, oh But man. at least know what you're doing. How about I that? I didn't even know the play. And the Knicks do have a first-round pick this this upcoming year. They'll they'll probably win the lottery, and the best player out of college will be, like, a one-armed mute. You know, like, that'll be their luck. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. How do you not know the play? You've been in training camp, and you don't know the plays. What? Yeah. Really? How many you, – you guys follow the Knicks. How many different – Players on this roster. How many new faces? Oh, I mean, there's a ton. Okay. Especially after the Carmelo deal. Okay. I mean, God, well, Tim Hardaway's back. He was there once. He's yeah. back. He got so he has the re- and he's got a different coach this Sessions, time. Beasley, McDermott, mm. Jared Jack. So, um, wow. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys. How do you not know the uh, play? I want them to lose every game. I want them to lose every single game. That's going to be great. No, That's going to be great I if they lose to, every game. I want them to bottom out. This is what I've been waiting for for the longest time. For them to just totally bottom out. That's the only way you could do it. And you know what? Sometimes it needs to be a couple of years of totally bottoming out. We just talked about the Sixers. That's the way you got to go about it. <laughs> I can't, I'm can't. i not in full NBA mode. We got our our league, our daily fantasy league tonight. and I, I got to sit there and do all the research. I'm just not there. I'm not. I know Mikey B is like this, you know, an NBA wizard. Yes. So and he so won. He won last week in the mm-hmm. league, and like I know he's paying more attention to it right now. How's your boy doing in Denver? I am. My boy in Denver. Other than oh, running Nick, into oh, Nikola, coaches. Nikola Other than trying to knock Scotty Brooks out. You know, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I know. I told you, I'm not. I'm the, we got the World Series. We got football. I'm not paying attention to Jokic oh, okay. yet. All right. You know, we get to January. That's going to be Jokic time. I'm just not there yet. All right. Coming up next, the Pittsburgh Steelers and an angry Mike Tomlin. There's nothing quite like that. Will Martavis Bryant be traded, and will the world stop calling him Martavius? It's Gio and Jones coming right back on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.